Welcome to the Men Among Demons podcast. In a disoriented world, this is the podcast that asks what would happen if we truly put Christ at the center of our thinking. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Opperwall. And I'm your host, Dr. Greg Weeb. Hi, Greg. Hey, man. Well, Greg, we have a very exciting episode. I'm, I'm just, I'm extremely excited about this episode because it, it we have, exciting. yeah, yeah, we have, uh, we have two guests joining us today and they are our daughters. Hi. Hi. This is, uh, <laughs> is that embarrassing? Yes. It are was. we, are we embarrassed already? Yes. Okay. Good. This is Patty Opperwall was the first voice you heard there. Uh, that is my daughter who is 12 years old. And we're also being joined by Kayla Weep, who is almost 14. Almost 14. And uh, girls, uh, welcome to Men Among Demons. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've been waiting I'm for glad this, to like, hear it. <laughs> What's so, that? You've been talking about this forever? I've been waiting for this forever. Forever. A well, month that's cool. is forever, I see, you know. Um, so I, we, we brought you on the show because I, I think this was, well, a suggestion for maybe both of you, but um, it, it occurred to us at some point that it would be really interesting to talk to you both as like, you know, middle schoolers, you know, early teenager slash almost teenager but to talk about some of the sort of same kinds of things that we're interested in, in and that we we center this show on, but from your perspective is, you know, from your age within within your context and, and your school life and your social life and that sort of thing. Um, so I want to get you both talking here real quick. Basically, what we like to think about on Men Among Demons with respect to, you know, politics and society and whatever it is that comes to our mind. But what we, what we try to think about what we're always working on is this question of what is it in our lives and in the society around us that pulls us away from Christ versus what draws us towards Christ? So if that question makes sufficient sense. Um, I want to ask each of you in turn, either of you can go first, but what you feel like in your school and social context and in your life um, are the are the key things that kind of yeah are, that you feel like are, are sort of trying to draw you away from from Christ in your lives. Starbucks water. Starbucks water. Yes, Starbucks that's a, water. That's a All pull of the people Christ? in my class are obsessed with Starbucks water. And I'm thinking, this is so stupid. Can you like, explain what Starbucks water is, Patty? Do we have Starbucks water? Do you have Starbucks water? I don't know. Is it, it like water like... in a Starbucks cup? Or is it like, or is there a brand? Is it's there a water you bottle? buy from Starbucks. It's literally just tap water in a Starbucks cup. And they make you pay like a dollar and a half for it. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Why do you go and pay for a plastic cup that you're just going to throw away and destroy God's creation when you can just go home and drink your own tap water from a reusable cup and not pay any money? And <laughs> you're saving money. You're saving the environment. It's it's better. So wh how, why would you say that? I mean, it's it strikes me that that does seem what we would call kind of demonic. <laughs> uh, but I want you to talk a little more about it. Like what? So number one, why do, why are people interested in Starbucks water? Do you think? Um, people claim it tastes better, but I believe that it's just some sort of psychological thing where like, since it's from Starbucks, your brain and taste buds just assume it tastes better. Okay. Do you do you have a sense that other kids, if they have the Starbucks water, that there's a certain kind of status to that? Like they're cooler? Yes, definitely. They're cooler if they have the Starbucks water. Is yeah. that how you, is that how you'd put it? Would you would you say it? Do the cool kids still use the word cool these days? No, absolutely yes. not. So how yeah, we, they do. We do. So we're in two again, we're just we're to remind everyone. We're in two different places. places. Ontario versus Ontario. That's right. Very yeah. true. 
was Winnipeg and versus we're Hamilton. Different ages as well. I mean, by a couple of years, but still, things can change. Yeah. What what word what word they were they use now, Kayla? We don't like use the word because we sort of like we just sort of know. We don't have to define it by using words. We just like there's a way that you know. Like Do you ever do you do you ever talk about do you ever talk about what's in? Do you ever talk about what's cool? Not really. You just sort of see it like if we're gonna use the word cool, you sort of see it like you sort of see the cool people do it and wear whatever is in. But would you only yeah. Yeah, would you only ever talk about the cool people, the cool with like air quotes like that? The cool people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, would you only ever talk about something being cool? I guess. I- but the, like, there is surely there are popular kids or. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then there are so- kids that get made fun of for every single little thing they do. Me being mm-hmm. one of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so, okay, so that's interesting. Okay. Well, uh, okay, so the Starbucks water, to hold on to that for a second, it's, yeah. it's getting us into that. So the Starbucks water um, provides a certain, would it provide a certain boost to your social status? So, for example, Patty, you, you'd sound like you don't consider, I, you consider yourself what, what I can only call one of the cool kids. And I do apologize if that's not actually <laughs> in lingo and I just sound like an old guy, but that that's... That's the word I've got. So that's the word I'm going to use. So if you were to bring, if you were to bring Starbucks water, Patty, would that make you cool? Um, it would make me cooler. I mean, cooler. Okay. Yeah. Would it actually? Probably, to be honest. I mean, all the kids at my school are obsessed with these stupid little things. (laughs) It's so weird. Does this does that resonate for you, Kayla? Crop tops. Okay. Yes, crop tops. Yes. And, Tell us about the crop tops. Uh, like all the cool girls wear crop tops and like everyone's wearing slides. It's all about the slides and the crop shark and slides. slides. The shark what slides, is what are shark slides? I'm sorry. They're slides that are shaped like sharks. Your toes come out of the mouth. So you have to go back even more fundamentally. What are slides? You know? A slide is like it's like, 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 like a slipping on sandals. Like okay, a flip so flop, but like the uh, band is like that, and like a band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always has. Yeah, like the old Adidas sandals or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Okay, but, okay. So shark shaped slides. And yep. the toes and come out of the mouth. Yeah. And crop shark, tops. Yeah. I mean, I it's, have a huge it's March. Of my school. Are they wearing it this time of year? Oh, absolutely. They wear yes, like it's, it's very cool to like wear shorts and snow. Okay. Yeah, well, it's more like crop tops, and you wear like a zip-up hoodie open, and then like leggings or sweats. That's what I mean. Again, I have cool. a uniform at my school, but I'm, okay. I'm sure that would definitely be like the cool fashion because whenever we have civvies days or whatever, that's always what all the cool girls wear, and all mm-hmm. the cool boys wear like Adidas hoodies and cargo pants and Nikes. Cargo okay. pants are back in. Oh, oh yeah, cargo pants are absolutely back. <clears throat> pockets on the pockets on the on the pants. So, so Kayla, yeah. do you? Because Patty just mentioned she has a, a school uniform most of the time because she's at a Catholic school. Do you mm-hmm. do you wear these things too, Kayla? Uh, sometimes, sometimes, but lots of, lots of the time I wear like I wear. I get made fun of for dressing like a teacher and dressing like a mom. Okay. It's not like it's. Not made fun of, but they people tease me about it. But yeah, sometimes I do wear crop tops. I never wear slides though. That's weird. Slides so okay, ugly. so 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 tell tell us about that then, because that life seems really really interesting to me. This is a kind of thing you're going through. You're getting dressed. You're making decisions about what to wear. <clears throat> you you have to wear something, mm-hmm. uh, and you've you've got a bit of a reputation for dressing in a more mature adult way which mm-hmm. to me sounds like that's that's fantastic i mean i'm already yeah i'm already more and more <laughs> you know you, you impress me more when you do that but i'm an old guy so so you've got your peers to deal with mm-hmm. so so what kind of, what's kind of going through your head when you make those kinds of choices in terms of whether you want to like do what's cool again sorry for that word but uh, versus being your doing your own thing well, how do you think through that? I just sometimes I sometimes the comments that people make do go through my head, but I still uh-huh. wear whatever like because these clothes, the clothes that I wear are comfortable. I just wear 
comfortable clothes. And it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. If okay. I'm in a mood where I like don't care, then I'll wear sweats and a hoodie. But so, most of the time I'm wearing jeans and a hoodie. And that's... <laughs> yeah. Because those are my comfortable clothes. I have jeans on in like every single outfit I wear. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like jeans underneath here. Mm-hmm. There's Je- jeans in this cute heather gray and green striped shirt. So do you feel that same kind of pressure, Patty, to wear stuff that's more cool or chic or, or, or in? I guess, again, you don't have as much of an issue with that, but sometimes you do. Yeah, I you mean, have, you... it's mostly like, it's mostly shoes and hair accessories. The things you can accessorize within your uniform. Yeah, because right? they're like, I don't know if you know about these, Kayla, but they're like those like big old hair clip things that are like this long. And then oh, claw like, clips? Yeah, claw clips. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are totally, yeah, I like, have. Twist my... their hair up like yeah. this. And Absolutely. I love wearing my like claw clips. And I don't. You okay? You like the clock? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it doesn't like pull on my hair like a ponytail does. Okay. I, I just wear ponytails. I don't have a claw clip. I don't really intend to get a claw clip, but like. So get... so let me let me ask you both a que- a question then. <laughs> let, 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 and and why don't we take one at a time, what you both think of this, and and try to try to think about it a little. Like what what do you think? is motivating the fact that some of these outfit choices are going to be considered again cool by your peers and some are not like what is going on with that now it's not that your generation is new to this uh or that it'll ever go away completely even adults do this to each other which is very which is interesting you know people judge each other's dress and you feel certain kinds of pressure to to wear certain cool things and you will throughout your whole life uh but what do like what do you each think and go one at a time here but what do you each think that's about why why does that happen is it really starts happening at your age in a big big way in a way that it probably didn't feel like it was happening when you were seven right it definitely didn't (laughs) So like so why? Why do people do this to each other? Why do human beings starting around your age start doing this to each other where we're looking at what the other person is wearing and deciding what's in, what's out, making each other feel bad? I mean, you can feel really bad sometimes if you're not wearing the right thing. Why? And what have I you have, thought? Me too. Like I have n- judging other people's clothing. Like Can you think of someone can you think of a particular instance in which it, it happened when someone was making fun of someone else's clothing, if not yours? Well, the other week, I think, um, I had dressed in, oh my goodness, I dressed in the shirt, like this, I like a shirt, this, a new shirt that I had gotten at the beginning of the year and jeans and a cardigan. And People like somebody said to me, that shirt looks like it came like that your mom got it, that it came from your mom and the cardigan. Look, you look like an English teacher. And like those aren't really mean, but it's sort of hit in a different way. And I got kind of mad. But and so when you think about the person who said that, like, what what do you think they meant? Like, what do you think? I mean, they're not thinking about what they're saying. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah. So, but what's the instinct? What do you think their instinctive, why, what about their instincts is telling them to say this, do you think? I have no. Actually, do you ever feel, like, do you ever think, do you ever have this reaction internally or even externally? Do you ever sort of like pick up, pick up what someone else is wearing? Or does it ever occur to you to pick it? To not, think like, oh, so so and so is wearing wearing this. Not at all. Like, not about what someone's wearing. Like it does. Like, it doesn't matter that much to me about what someone's wearing. What if it was immodest? Sometimes we talk. Yeah. Like sometimes you think about what uh, what other girls are wearing when it's when it's not particularly modest. Absolutely, because there's there's this one girl in my class. I don't think I've ever seen her wear a full shirt, and. Uh-huh. Like her shirts go up to here, and they're V necks like all the way. It's oh boy! Like, wow, and that's, that's a lot when, at your age. Yeah, a lot at any age. <laughs> yeah. So when you like when you think about her clothing, like what's happening in you? 
Uh, it's like, I wonder if she's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, for real, though. Wow. Yeah. For real. That's a good question. What, Patty, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, like, yeah, why I do people do this to each other? Starting, I think age? it stems from something I learned about called the troglodytic brain or lizard brain. Okay, okay. <laughs> Which is, um, basically it's like going back to like your caveman instincts and trying to get as much get as much of something of get as much resources as you can and in the 2020s now one of those resources has become like popularity and coolness okay yeah and um so do you do you think people gain status and that say if i can use the word status for popularity and coolness do people gain status do kids gain status by putting other kids down does is that like something I think that's that what they think they're doing okay and i think that's what other people think they're doing i think like as a society i think that's what we think that's happening but like I, like that shouldn't be happening. They shouldn't yeah. be putting other people down to get a higher status. But that's yeah. the mindset that everyone that everyone is like at. Yeah, I think I think, in I think the specific mm. mindset they have is like if I like for example, if you have two bricks, then if you put the top one to the bottom, then the bottom one will rise to the top, and that's kind of their thinking. Like if I push uh. someone down, then I'll go up higher. Right. Yeah. Do you think that's true, though? I mean, is that ever actually no, true? Even if true. we don't want it to be true, is it true sometimes anyway? Yeah. I think it ends up being true. And, like, we don't... like. It ends up being true, but in the wrong way. Hmm. What, what, what do you mean? Yeah, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. Well, like, it does something. Yeah. It does. It like, must when do people, When people pick at other people's clothing or whatever, right? Like, it does something. You, you feel it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're relatively comfortable and secure about what you're wearing if someone says something you can still feel it and like what are you feeling when you feel it right some something is being mo- moved around you stop trusting the other person as much if yeah. you well, did trust them in the beginning yeah that's interesting wait so who, who stops trusting who like the person like the and the receiving end of things yeah. would might like would stop trusting like in my case i stopped <clears throat> trusting some people after they made comments about how I, what I wear, uh-huh. but like I'm still like I'm still friends with them. We've like built back our relationship, but it's still it's sometimes you can't tell whether what they mean by what they're saying. Yeah, they're t- so they're taking a little bit of a risk, whether they know it or not, and they probably don't. I mean, we're talking about middle schoolers, right? Like they're when they they say something instinctively about about your outfit, and all of a sudden. Like they're sacrificing a bit of they're sacrificing a bit of your relationship, right? This young girl, she's a boy right? and girl. Well, okay. there were like a couple people. Okay, so these guys have this have some kind of relationship with you, and they say some make some snide remark about about what you're wearing, and they're sacrificing a little bit of your of their relationship with you in order to do something, presumably. popularity and status from that is because if the person you're putting down is uncool then then they lose their trust in then the person who's being made fun of loses their loses the trust of the bully and then if if the uh victim is uncool then the bully being disconnected from that victim makes them cooler because now you know they're yeah. you're not associating with this so it's like a giant game of survivor yeah just <laughs> yeah. that reference even makes sense to the two of you but sort of <laughs> i mean i've heard of the show <laughs> so i mean you know somebody's got to go down yeah. Yeah, almost yeah. like and so if, if you can make it make it if you can take steps to make it be someone else then it means it won't be you 
Uh, we're all being we're all being chased by a big bear, and I don't have to run faster than the bear. I just have to run faster than fast, you. Yes, than the slowest <laughs> person. You just have to be the second slowest person at best. Yeah. So and then, and then the bear just comes over and over and over again. So it's not even so much about being on the top. I mean, I, I think this is good. I, I think this is this is insightful. It's not so much clawing your way to the top as it is about not being at the bottom. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Like yes. not not being last is far far more important than trying to be Absolutely. first. And so, and that's interesting in itself because you know we talk a lot about pride as Christians. And we, and, you know, and pride is this self-aggrandizement, this placing the self above others. But, um, you know, as you're both, as you're both speaking, it's, yeah, it's occurring to me as I, as I remember back to my own youth mm-hmm. and even now that, that, that does seem right to me. Would you say, Greg, too, that it does seem right that it's a lot more about not being, not being last. So you, so if you throw somebody under that bus or whatever, or to that bear, then that's a win because the goal isn't. Is to, is to not be in last. Yeah, you know, there were different, like, there are kind of different orders of, of people. Like, it's kind of funny, because I, I remember being in high school, being teased by by people who were of very middling social status, and it was always just kind of funny and weird. <laughs> whereas, there, whereas people who are of a higher, kind of a higher social status would, were more were more effective at kind of using other people or, or positioning them or using, yeah, using other people to position themselves or whatever. Like, so you can be caught in the middle and try and try to do something. Like there's something about that instinct of trying to put people down in order to do something for your own, like whether it works or not. Right. But it kind of depends on where, on where you are in the, in the hierarchy, whether it even works. Or maybe that's too vague, but yeah. Well, no, I, I, I think, I think I know what you mean. But like, so girls, it's, it's probably not even a, an actual question. If I were to ask you the question, is this a good thing? <laughs> what, what would you say? <laughs> I'd say absolutely not. Yeah, that's that's what I would expect. So, okay, so what would? This is I, one of the things thought, we try to do on this question, show. question, but I'm not going to say that to you because you're my dad. Oh, you're so, it was a deliberately dumb question, Patty. I can say that to him. That was a dumb uh, question, Dan. <laughs> I thought actually, you know, this is funny because it's a meta. T- that felt a little harsh coming from you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> not but for my daughter. That's fine. Because <laughs> you should know full well that it was I had a question attempting to establish a baseline in our conversation that was so we we like certainly this is a toxic thing right it hurts people but like um what do you what do you girls think or what have you done uh you know as christians in your schools in response to this like what what do you feel like you're yeah what, what do you what do you think you you need to do or what have you tried to do um as Christians who see this toxicity, but you can't obviously just snap your fingers and change it. So you have to respond in some way. What, what are the responses you've come up with or have gone? Last year was, it's kind of funny. The subject came up a lot of times, like about Christianity and my classmates would always ask me questions about Mm. being a Christian and about the history sort of. And, like, sometimes I didn't really know how to answer it and whatnot. But it was just interesting to me that they, like, were curious about it. Because it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have, they, the kind of people that they were in school, it wouldn't have struck me that they were curious about that sort of stuff. And so I told them as much as I could. And now, like, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but now, um, what I try to do in school is just that I try to stay consistent because everyone's always changing. Like, like with all the toxicity around, is that a word? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. A word. Anyways, um, the, like everyone's always changing and changing their opinions on everyone and all the gossip and whatnot. I just try to stay consistent. Oh, interesting. That's very interesting. So just kind of keeping a level line and not going with that, 
constant moving storm ebb and flow of these social dynamics around you. That's a very, that's a very interesting response. That's, that's quite, that's quite thoughtful. So do you try to treat everyone sort of the same or do you just try to stay consistent with, you know, who you, (laughs) who you uh, prefer and don't prefer? I mean, you must have certain people that you like more than others, obviously. Well, but yeah, I guess. I mean, everyone does. It's inevitable, I think. Yeah. But like, there are, there are obviously people who are, who get picked on more. And there are people Mm -hmm. in my class who, who get picked on quite a bit. And I try, like, I try to be kind to them, but I, I don't want to be like people, people will, I don't know the word that I'm trying to get at, but people, they will see me different if I, if I am too nice to those people, but I want to be nice to them because people are so mean to, to have people be mean to them like that. But you can kind of feel the cost of being nice to them. Yeah. You feel that really. I've tried to stand up to the bullies, but then that just makes me bigger laughing stock because tell each other that I have. Yeah. And it's, it's harder being in a Catholic school. Like I. Why? Because when I was younger, I, Somehow, my thinking got to be that, like, oh, bullying is only something that happens outside of Catholic schools. It doesn't happen here. And then in grade four, when it started, I just completely dismissed it. I was like, I don't need to tell anyone. It's not real bullying. They're not beating me up or anything. It's fine. It's going to stop. But it didn't stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now I can't, I still can't tell. It's true. It's pretty rough. You know, I was bullied very severely when I was young. Mm-hmm. And sometimes really t- I really shut myself in a me. bathroom stall and cry about it, but then people call oh, me emo. Yeah, and then they have then they have a tease for that, right? And they just bully you about that. Yeah, I mean, you're quite you're, you're absolutely right, Patty. Where they, they they turn the tables on you, and then and you you can become you can become really angry about something because someone is you know deliberately trying to make you angry, yeah. uh, and then as soon as you get angry about it, then then they'll point to that to make it's and and this is it's a very demonically minded way of operating all the teachers are all like just ignore them and i'm like that is next to impossible don't tell me to do that yeah yeah well what do you think so so this is kind of how this this is a very demonic type of pattern right trying to put you in these kind of psychological catch-22s trying to create a cost um for you know doing the right thing or being on the side of those who are being victimized and i think you're right patty i don't think you can ignore it i mean people are very deliberately going after you in a way if there is a black fly biting you over and over you can't ignore it it's very hard to just say oh well just just ignore it it's not really hurting you so what do you think you can do instead what do you think the christian needs to do Instead, then, if truly ignoring it isn't an option, really, and maybe isn't even a good thing, because as you were saying, Kayla, you know, standing up for the ones who are victims of this, it seems to me that that's a good thing to do. I I think that's a good goal. So that's and that does that's not ignoring it either. Right. So that's not an act of just ignoring that. That's something more proactive. That's something you're doing. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe this question isn't making total sense, but if you can't ignore it, what, what, what should we do? What do you think we should do? Sometimes when I'm in the bathroom crying, I just ask God for advice. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Prayer. Uh huh. Yeah. Is it helpful? I mean, sometimes it helps. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any wisdom to share Kayla? I know you should be asking us these questions and we should be providing some grand answers, but <laughs> the truth is we don't necessarily know ourselves. We are these special guests. You're the one that asks right. That's questions. right. That's right. Yeah. Any, any thoughts, Kayla? Yeah, no, I don't like. Yeah, it no problem. It's hard to know, right? Like it does, it is it a is. bit of, it is a bit of a cat. And I'm sincerely asking you because I, I don't, I don't necessarily know. I've never necessarily figured this out. As I, as I said, I, I was quite severely, quite severely bullied 
yeah, you know, at you your do? age. You just wait to grow out of it. Well, you know, like father, like daughter, I think in a lot of ways. And I, yeah. I often got quite angry. And uh, I remember an incident in great in fourth grade, grade four, um, where I just flipped my desk over and the content. I flipped another person's everywhere. desk over well, last just, year. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. the kid told me <laughs> so to there crawl you go. In, because the kid told me to crawl into a hole and die. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's that kind of thing. And, uh, and of course, I, I got in you know trouble for that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, what what have I done growing up to be an adult? Well, because the thing is that bullying doesn't doesn't actually really stop. It starts to take different kinds of forms. And, but you will run into bullies through your whole life, right through your adult life. I do think they become less frequent, and I think that this race to not be the worst that we were discussing it, it smooths out quite quite a bit, and and you can look forward to better times it won't always be middle school <laughs> middle school is about the, as bad as it gets middle on this stuff. Be sometimes it feels together. that yeah. way yeah it, it, it is it is so so there's there's good news there's some light at the end of that tunnel but there also will always be bullies they are always out there um yeah i don't know it's uh, what have what have i i do think i deal with them better now than i than i used to uh, but I think yeah, I've actually yeah. been learning a lot just in the last couple of years about this too. I think that that was kind of, it kind of just stayed the same for me for most of my life. Uh, a slightly more self-controlled version of flipping over desks right? until maybe the last couple of years where I think I, and I guess the insight I've had in the last couple of years is that the really key thing is you've got to push very hard against um, against allowing other people to and their opinions of you to to be definitive of who you are, and in that sense, you're kind of ignoring what they have to say. But yeah, I'm, I'm sort of struggling to articulate it. But what someone else thinks of me, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what I am. So if someone came up and said that I am a, told me that I was a you know a purple elephant that wouldn't be true, right? That, I don't think. Then you go, well, yeah, she's not true. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's Patty referencing a character. But, like, it isn't. Like, like, that's simply not the case. But people like, people can say things like that to you. People will mm -hmm. say all kinds of crazy things. And that's one of the tactics that bullies and demons, frankly, use is to spit stuff out about you to yourself that just isn't even true. Yeah. And learning how to just not take the bait and engage with just lies just flat out lies i think is a big step what um, i've learned is that there's this one kid in my class he's always joking around and all his insults they all come out as jokes and so i've just learned that mm. i need to joke back at him yeah and i need to say <clears throat> like i don't mean anything i say back at him but i need right. to, but to make him back off and to make him like stop telling me those things for even just a little bit, I need to joke. I need to mm -hmm. say jokes back at him like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is pretty clear that a, a lot of like a lot of the joking that happens. I remember growing up between friends, like we'd be busting each other's chops constantly. Yeah. And in many my ways, still has, do, right? my brother has these uh, roast battles all the time where they yeah. just like, throw insults back and forth at each other and they both know they don't mean it but they just do it for fun well and one of the things that you're trying to do is like to see if the other person can be pushed around and wrestle with words and 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 take some heat and give it back right yeah. like you're you're finding i you know you're finding those with whom you you know those people you can trust a bit i guess but it's you know that's a, it could be a steep learning curve. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it too, um, in, in my life has been, um, paying attention to my own anger, but in the right ways, mm -hmm. in better ways, because anger I've come to, I've come to really think, you know, from my own research and my own experience as an Orthodox Christian, it's meant to be there. You're, you know, we think of anger as sort of sinful, and a lot of times it is because the thing is it often goes off the rails. It can get a hold of you, and then you do all kinds of things that you shouldn't do, and you know you shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be controlled by it. But, but like I think some kids just go over. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that, right? Yeah. 
well, it was my own desk. So, oh, in your case, it was your desk. Yeah. Your other cases, you definitely shouldn't have done that, sweetie. You should not have done that. <laughs> and I shouldn't have flipped my desk over either. And we can agree on that. But the thing is that the, the anger itself, we were created, we were meant to have that little alarm system that says something is wrong. Someone is being, you know, treated unfairly or abused or whatever. But I think one of the keys in my experience of Christian life is to first really try through prayer uh, and, and, and what we do as Orthodox Christians to refine that sense and, and ask for God to help refine that within ourselves so that that little alarm is tuned properly, like it's picking up the right things, you know. Uh, and then it's also to actually listen to it, sometimes to listen to it more rather than less. Sometimes to actually ask yourself, why, why does this situation make me feel so angry? Mm-hmm. You know, it's maybe it's someone's lying about me straight to my, my face. Maybe it's because my, someone is treating my classmate very, very badly, shabbily. And it, isn't, it just isn't fair and it isn't right. And when you check in on something like that and you think, well, I'm angry because someone's being treated unfairly, then, well, you know, then, it, well, you're right to be angry for one thing, right? You should be angry about that. And then you can kind of ask yourself, well, so now what am I going to do? Probably the answer won't be flip over my own desk, you know, at or age someone nine. else's desk. Or someone else's desk. <laughs> very unlikely, very unlikely that that'll be. I don't know. That's that's just one of the mm. one of the things I've come up with over time. But I think what the what the kind of demonic elements want us to do is just the opposite. Is just become completely trapped inside, you know, our emotions that are churning. And and I, you know, at your age in middle school, that's one of the big things that's happening is is that people's bodies are changing, people's brains are changing, and emotions are just very powerful at your age and, and really hard to resist when it when you need to. I mean, emotions are meant to be there, like you said. Anger is meant to be there. Sadness is meant to be there. They're all meant to be there. But people have taken them. If you're too happy, people will call you weird. If you're, like, sad and angry, people will call you emo. If you're not... If you're not anything but... And if you don't show any emotions at all, then they'll say you have no personality. (laughs) And so if you're not, like, just bullying others all the time and just prideful and twisted then so you just can't win yeah does, does it seem that way to you too kayla you can never win really but you can like you just gotta focus on the things that matter on the people that matter most like for me i have i have friends at school and i have people i've pretty good friends at school and they're great but like I'm not close to them and and my friends at church they're my close they're my really close friends and those are the people that matter and my family those are the people that matter most to me and so that's what I focus on I had some really great school Fiori and Althea Ayana and then all four of them moved away in the space of one year yeah, and I was so weird. sad. Mm-hmm. Was that's like, interesting, Ka- interesting, Kayla. That you you find that your your closest connections are at church and in your family. You said, "Do you? Why do you think that is?" Because we believe the same things, hmm. and like we have common interests, even though they're older than me, and we believe the same things, and we can. And I can be free. I can be, I can talk about God and I can talk about my belief in Jesus and not feel weird about it and not be made to feel weird about it because that's, that's the atmosphere of a public school. Like I Mm. go to like Jesus doesn't, of course he exists, but like people don't think about him and people. It's like, he doesn't matter. Yeah. of course. Like, but uh, he obviously matters, but it's like, he doesn't, He's not in public schools. I, I think I think you know what I mean, but the atmosphere, you don't really think about him and he mm. doesn't 
Ah, like, yeah. Because you used to say the you used to say the Lord's Prayer <laughs> at mm-hmm. every every day at school, right? You did. It's true. Yeah. And you don't do I that do. anymore. They don't teach you like they do all these holidays and stuff for other religions. They don't do very many like Christ- Christian things. Uh, right. We did one video about Christmas uh, the week before Christmas, and we don't get reminded. We don't we don't celebrate any Christian sort of things. Take it for granted, eh? Yeah, at school at all, really. Yeah, that's interesting. Is it, do you do you feel like that's kind of because Christianity is still sort of in a certain way considered the standard? So it's assumed that you know what Christmas and Easter are about, but maybe you don't know what Ramadan's about. That sort of thing. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. that's. I think that's exactly what they're trying to get at. But I still think that we should at least like acknowledge them a little bit more because they do. Oh yeah, feel... no, I I think you put it really really yeah. nicely that it's not he the Lord he is not there. I mean, it's yeah. That's it's quite, it's quite it's quite beautifully put, really. Yeah, like it. I mean, yeah, it makes me think of our our conversations and work about like the cultural things. You know, Augustine's Augustine's uh, thoughts about demons all have to do with like culturally what draws you to Christ and what pushes you away. Mm-hmm. So, like that image of like a go to school and nothing. Nothing draws you to Christ. Nothing, Christ isn't, isn't, no one's directed there. No one's, I mean, these are all my words, mm-hmm. right? But like, there's this sense of like, yeah, there's a, there's a, a sort of a radical non-orientation to Christ, a radical neutrality about Christ or mm-hmm. something right. like that, right? Can it can it be neutral? Because Kayla, you were saying oh, that right. you, you're made, you do feel weird being a Christian at school. Yeah, it's right. like, I go to Catholic school and I still feel weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask you that question in a second, Ka- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Patty, because I think that's really interesting. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. But, but so, like, how does that come through for you, Kayla? First, like, is it is it other students? Is it other kids? Is it teachers? I, is it everybody? Yeah, I have like I have Christian friends, and but they're like they're not Orthodox, mm-hmm. and being orthodox like we believe so strongly in so many things and it's like and i don't see that in anybody at school nobody mm. i have one i have one russian friend who is orthodox but they don't go to church right right and they don't do they don't they don't do anything like that and i so i don't see it in anybody there mm-hmm. and and the and the active pushback though that you get or you said you you feel is it just that you feel weird just because you don't see others or do people give you a hard time? People people don't give me a hard time. Okay. I had one I had one friend who said I don't even know what I was doing. I don't think I was he said to me, "Stop pushing your religion on me, Kayla." And I didn't hmm. I was kind of confused because I wasn't doing anything. Was I wasn't he joking. I don't know. I don't think so. I couldn't really tell wow. and I can't remember, but I don't think I was doing any, I wasn't doing anything to push my religion on him. Cause like I wouldn't, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. and so I don't, people don't give me a hard time about being Christian. They don't really mention it at all. And that's, that's what's. It's sort of that absence of that orientating. So, so that, that then Patty, cause you're at a Catholic school, but I feel like in our conversations, you know, our private conversations that you, you have certain kinds of similar feelings last year you know my teacher i really liked her kind of a little that's true i think with that teacher last year that there there was definitely some truth to that patty i had a few conversations with her and i did have the sense that she she was maybe a little irritated that you as a sort of technically non-catholic were at the catholic school and that was like uh this is someone who knew enough about orthodoxy to have an opinion no she didn't a, opinion she, did, about she it? knew nothing or she, no. she, she not, i was catholic. the one who taught her about it okay yeah just like not it's like a, you're, if you're not catholic what are you yeah what are you even doing here yeah okay. yeah but so, so i feel like though patty uh, just tell me if this isn't correct though but i feel like that's actually very been very unusual in your experience in, in the vast majority of the time it's kind of the, the the opposite it's it's just much more like kayla's experience where people don't actually 
really care. It, 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 do you feel like that's the case? Like, you know, they read the gospel over announcements and stuff and, yeah. you know, you pray together and you do say the Lord's prayer and all that. But I mean, do you have a sense that there are a it's, lot of students around you who, who, tr- who truly think it, you know, this really matters and that this is important for their lives? No. Okay. A lot of kids there are just like, um, does it help a little to have some of those little signs and symbols? I mean, that's the reason we sent yeah. you to a Catholic school. If I can yeah. full disclosure to you. And now that you're 12, uh-huh. it does help. Okay. Yeah, it does. But it's, good. I mean, it's good still, you. it's still weird. Like it's like sleeping on a bed that isn't your own. Like it's more comfortable than sleeping on a pile of hay out in the street, um, but it's still not your bed. And that's interesting. You're never going to be as comfortable in it as you would be in your own bed at home. That's a good way to put it. Well, so, so that, so that's interesting. Cause it means the signs <laughs> and the symbols and the little nominal things, cause this is my sense as well, that, you know, in some ways you look at those little nominal things where everyone's just, I don't know, going through the motions of saying the Lord's Prayer. And you know that whatever, 90% of these kids couldn't care less and think yeah. this is dumb and are making fun of it. But you know, they're doing it. And that's interesting. And, and like I just sort of said there, Patty, that is literally the reason we sent you to, to Catholic school. It is mm-hmm. not because we thought that you would be given a you know robust religious education and you would learn a lot about you know faith and christ and the in theology and we share vastly more with catholics than than we have that differs yeah. us there were a couple key things and the, and those are important but it's it's not that we expected the school to do any of that for you we expected that we would have to you know share the faith with you but it was precisely because it just felt like to me you know, I think one of the first times I ever picked you up from school during the middle of the day for a doctor's appointment or something like I walked in and announcements were being read and they were reading the gospel of John. And I just thought to myself, this is good. I'm just, I'm glad that you're in a place where that. Where that's normal. However bored the kid is who's reading it, even if they don't believe a single word, but they're reading it, you know, it's, it's there, it's represented and it's no, it's sort of normal. I think those symbols matter, right? Yeah. Versus your experience, Kayla, which is, I mean, and you just put it really nicely. It's just like the, the total vacuum of any of these kinds of symbols. Would you feel, Kayla, would you feel like more, um, would you feel more connected at like, a, if it was like a Muslim school or, you know, if I, there was just any religion at all, do you think that would be orienting or, or would it I would. just be? I definitely would. I no okay. idea. Like I can't. Know. Yeah. I don't know much about, like, I have a couple Muslim friends, but I don't know very much about their religion. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I don't, I know a fair, I know a fair bit about different religions, but not very much and not enough to know about what, what, what their schools would be like. And well, yeah. So, so imagining, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, imagine it's pretty much like your school. <laughs> Like, like an Ontario Catholic school. It's basically the same, except, you know, a couple times a day we pray and talk about God. Uh, which, like, do you think it would be easier as a Christian to be doing that in like a very foreign but still oriented towards God type context? Like, say, you know, maybe it's Islam, maybe they're Buddhists or whatever, uh, versus the what you're describing, which is this kind of like truly, truly secular, attempting to have just nothing to do with religion at all. You know, which, which path would you choose if you had to choose one? I'd definitely I think, choose the religious one. Yeah, I would path? choose okay. I would choose going to a religious school because, like, that reminds me of the camp we go to. We go to Winkler okay. Bible Camp, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. that sounds like exactly it. We do nor- mm-hmm. we do normal camp activities, yeah, and a bunch of yeah, and but we go to chapel and we pray before every meal, and we have like Bible breaks. We have those little things that just make it a Christian, mm-hmm. a Christian camp. And that's like, and if that's what the, like, that's what a school, what the school would be like, I would choose that over a public yeah. school. Yeah. So what, what do you think holds public school together, Kayla, in your experience? Like if, a, if the Christian camp is sure. Yeah. We, you know, whatever we go swimming and fishing and horseback riding. I don't know if you do horseback riding. Hope you do. That's great. But, um, and we do crafts, we do canoeing, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, what kind of gives us our identity is we're Christians. And so we pray and we pray to Jesus Christ specifically. Is there anything like that within a public school that gives you that, like, 
this is our identity. It's just... Well, there's got to be something that, that you talk about every day that someone... Every day? <laughs> sports? Okay. Sports. You talk well, about yeah, sports. Yeah. Schools, do, schools do locate a lot of their identity behind behind the you, you mean the, the school sports team. like the teams yeah for your school yeah. yeah yeah that's that's not a bad example of something that's kind of seeking to take the place of that that centralizing mm-hmm. thing and so you feel like at your summer camp maybe this is leading but just tell me if you don't agree with this but it, it, it sort of feels like maybe that the summer camp you play the sports but it isn't who you are yeah uh yeah well yeah that's i think that's what they're making it up to be but like mom and dad like they send us there for the activities because Mm -hmm. the christian aspect of the camp it's kind of weird like (laughs) the way the way the southern this is southern manitoba southern manitoba evangelical yeah like more protestant oh yeah absolutely Yeah. So yeah. the way, yeah, the happy way, clappy worship songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they get us to pray, it's like the way the counselors pray. It's pretty it's different. Different from an Orthodox, yeah. 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 And How did, go, go ahead, Gail. No, it's just, but I don't know. Yeah. I wondered if, like, I wondered if at at your school, like, uh diversity or indigenous people trope of conversation that is that yeah. comes up that gets talked about we do the land statement oh yeah land mm-hmm. acknowledgement. Yeah, we, we do that too yeah mm-hmm. we do it like yeah the land acknowledgement that'll be mm-hmm. the clear yeah, although nobody listens to it because we do it in french every day so all the, english. all the english kids don't don't understand what we're saying but we still we still do it every day and Every single day you do a land acknowledgement. That's yeah, every cool. morning yeah, we over do announcements. Every day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I don't think do I realized too. that. So, Patty, then do you feel like is is Catholic faith a, a central identity point for your school for real, or is it more? Do you think it's something that's important to your school's community as a whole? Yeah. Okay. Do you have chapel yeah. in school? No, I mean we go to. We go to mass every so often. Mm-hmm. When? Yeah, there's a church so right across the street. Um, like, I don't know. Like, specific occasions or like once a week? Yeah, specific, or... specific okay. occasions. Um, it's They're just kind of scattered here and there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then I feel so weird every time I walk into the end. Because you're not crossing yourself or because you're going the other way? Because I'm, I'm going the other way and I'm doing this <laughs> and not this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... With your hand, yeah. Different yeah. hand. But what do the priests say to you? I mean, does that create problems for you, or do they just kind of know I mean, your, in, your deal? In grade three, my teacher, we were practicing for some Advent little service or whatever, and my teacher told me to cross myself the right way, and I burst into tears. Oh, oh our little Patty. <laughs> yeah. But now they mostly get it. They they, they know you're. Yeah. I, I don't think any of the priests are looking at me. Yeah. I would and hope then, that certainly the priests have had enough education to know. And I, and I would I would expect that most of them have met Orthodox students. To be honest, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> yeah. And then to make things really bad, the priest at the church across the street, he's the sweetest guy, but he has such a thick Korean accent, and Very I cannot understand accent. a word he says. He is hard to understand, yeah. Like, one time we went to, like, an Advent, Advent liturgy, our whole family went there, and he did a sermon, and uh, at the end, he was like, did you understand my sermon? It is okay if you did not. <laughs> and my mom was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, he does He does have a thick accent. That's true. It's Korean. Well, is that what she said? It's Korean. Yeah, Korean. Yeah, yeah. South Korean. <laughs> we're, we're getting on toward uh, the hour mark, and uh, over here in Ontario, it's almost... Uh, I know. It's almost... It's almost bedtime, I hate to say. Aww. Especially with the time change happening. Are you but, serious? Um, it's true. Oh, We're goodness. losing an hour. Yeah. Oh, sorry, everybody. Oh. It'd be a bearer of bad news. But just to, just to wrap things up, girls, just blue sky this for me. If, if you in your life and if the people around you put, you know, truly put Christ at the center of what you are, 
Tell me one thing that would be different in your in your school life, which is what we've mainly been focused on, your school and your social life that would be different if if everyone was just was just focused on Christ and, and had that as the as the center point of their lives. What do you think one thing would be that would be different? Yeah. You feel like you'd have more of a community. Yeah? I would I would make a lot of different decisions about how I act towards people because at school the atmosphere it's very like it's very different and I forget I forget what I'm supposed to be and how I'm supposed Uh, to be acting towards people because of how other people act towards other people so I forget And, and then and so I make different decisions than I would if if the atmosphere was centered on God yeah I boy do I ever relate to that you know I like it's interesting that the the first place you're just really interesting right it's not it's not that well if everyone right it's like yeah i could i it would help me rem- yeah. that's a beautiful like response Kim. yeah yeah i love that also ahead, i feel like it would be more helpful if the atmosphere of my school were centered on like actually christ and not so much centered on just not going to hell mm. like, that's, an, that's yeah that's an actual thing right that's yeah because that's what i feel like a lot of the atmosphere huh. the slightest bit that sounds okay. like a lot of pressure actually it, it is. is yeah <laughs> it really is yeah no doubt that Thanks. that's fascinating i mean i like i was just thinking the there about like going to a hockey game greg like yeah yeah because you're absolutely right kayla you just find yourself i don't really <laughs> if i show up at a hockey game which i don't do very often but if you and i go into an nhl game like uh-huh. I'm not really thinking of myself as a Christian, to be honest. Uh, well, especially when I'm going to yeah. be more a Wings fan or whatever, you know, uh, or, or, a, or a Jets fan when I'm in there. And that's going to be kind of the more important identity. And I'm going to kind of behave like that's true. Like, you know, I might, uh, I don't know, I might get irritated with some, you know, away fan or in a way right. that that's, yeah, it's just so true. Those places are real, real temples, right? They are. They really are. It's a whole different character and atmosphere. The atmosphere of a place makes such a big difference. Yeah. Well, girls, have you enjoyed uh, being on the Men Among Demons podcast? Totes. Absolutely. (laughs) We should have you back sometime. I think this has been really insightful. You're both very, you're both very insightful and interesting to talk to. Uh, these really yeah. To talk to as well. Oh well, thank you, sweetie. But that, but I'm your dad, so you can. <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to uh, flatter me. <laughs> butter him up. Well, I hope you both um, just carry on because you know the reality is that life is. I think one of the things that happens when you get to middle school, and one of the reasons it's so crazy and one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you on this show is because this is when people are kind of becoming like a, the sort of continuous person that they will be. Now you'll change, you'll adapt, your personality will change and develop over time. But in a lot of ways you do start to establish some of those really key things that kind of make you who you are, that is, make your personality what they are. And as people are figuring that out, it's a pretty wild time. And to try to be a Christian in that storm is even wilder. I mean, it's even more challenging to to hold. I think, as you said, Kayla, like to just be steady and like hold on to that foundation is incredibly difficult. When you're asking yourself who you even are and everyone around you is asking themselves that. And as a result, just flinging mud at you and bullying you and and yeah. worried about how they look and wearing halter tops and drinking Starbucks water. Yeah. Starbucks water. It's a little microcosm of this chaotic universe we live in. And it's, yeah. it's not easy to, I hope you both will. It certainly helps me to know that you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe this, maybe this old, maybe this old religion, this old faith of ours has got, a little bit of gas left in the tank. We've got some legs. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, should we call it an episode? Yep, I guess we should. Any last comments, girls? You should really have the last word, not me. Yeah. Well, it was our pleasure. 
It was our pleasure. All right. Well, good night, girls. Yeah. Good night. Have a blessed evening. Money.